Okay, welcome to Power Pivots, the podcast where we explore the stories behind the fundamental career shifts and changes that have made all the difference. I'm your host, I go by Hatu, and today we are joined by... Leslie Zapata. Okay, welcome Leslie, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me, Hatu, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too, I'm excited to have you. Let's get, uh, let's get it started, let's get it started. So... I always like to ask people in the very beginning what their PowerPoints are. So PowerPoints, I like to think of them as who you are. So three core fundamental words or phrases that you would use to describe yourself. So for you, Leslie, what would you say your PowerPoints are? So I would say that I'm a lot of things, but I think that in the context of like career, um, there's three that I think about um, and they are creative, curious, and courageous. You see this? Okay, okay. The marketing coming here. The marketing. Okay. Well, you, you want to expound on them? Tell us a little bit more as to why and how you came up with such a clever way to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you the whole thing. So I'm definitely a creative at heart. It's something that's been in me since I was little. Like going back to like when I was like I don't know, like maybe in fourth grade, I would draw a lot and I would draw fashion designs. And interestingly, now like I work in in fashion, which like. It kind of didn't start that way um, earlier in my career, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So that's creativity. It's something that just drives me in general, both in my personal and professional work. And then curious. I think that that's something that's just like very innate to me. Whenever I meet someone, um, one of my persons, whenever we're talking about something is always like, well, why did you do that? Or what does that make you feel? And I'm just always very curious and trying to understand why people do things. Again, I think that that also speaks to why I ended up in marketing. I'm really curious to understand how the and I'm always looking to learn more and improve myself. And then the last one, I was really struggling with it. And then I caught on that, you know, the first two started with the letter C. And so I was like, uh, I we think of the last one. Yeah, hell, um, <laughs> and so I was leaning toward persistent, resilient, just kind of like thinking through my journey. Um, but then I thought, you know what? Courageous is actually like a better word because I think that it takes a lot of courage to move past your fears and go after what it is that you're really passionate about and that's kind of been a big part of my story again both personally and professionally awesome wow tied it up with a bow so neatly very much so three c's i i get it i'm here for it they always say that the story is told in hindsight and hindsight is 2020 so tell us a little bit more about you. Tell us your hindsight story. So I'll talk about my personal life because I think that it is very much a part of my career story and path. So my family is Guatemala and my parents came to the U.S. when they were super young. And my dad went on to trade school in L.A. He didn't know English. He graduated from university and he was an educator back in Guatemala. And then my mom only went to sixth grade. And then after that, she didn't continue her education. So my mom was a housekeeper. She also stayed home for about 10 years taking care of us. And then my dad went on to trade school and became an engineer. It was always like a really big part of my life growing up. That education was everything. And so my dad really pushed us because, you know, he had come to the U.S. without any knowledge of the culture, the language, and then he was able to make something of himself. So he tell us, you know, you have no excuse. You have everything that you need. You have a family that supports you. You know the language, so go out there and pursue your dreams and, and you know, go big. Sounds very similar to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was no, no excuses whatsoever. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Going into professionals. So I grew up in Southie, which is a city in like Southeast LA. And then I went on to UCLA. I was the first in my family to go to a four-year university. 
And then I graduated. Yeah, go Bruins. <laughs> and then going into UCLA, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Up until that point, I had always been the dream, right? Like get into UCLA. And after that, I didn't really have a plan. Like that's like straight up the truth. I was really young and I, I didn't really think things through. And so I didn't really choose a career path when I was in undergrad. I just kind of ended up taking a lot of courses in Spanish because I was really passionate about the literature. And then as I was getting closer to graduation, I thought, well, maybe I could go into like communications and go work for like one of the Latino Spanish network. Um, and so that was kind of like where my head was at uh, going into graduation. And so I graduated with a degree in Spanish and then I didn't have a plan. I didn't have like this like plan to like go and interview. I didn't have like a playbook or anything like that. And I didn't know anyone who had done anything similar to what I had done at that point was just like graduating from a four-year university. I started interviewing with a couple of companies. I interviewed with the Lemundo that didn't go too well. I wasn't like prepared or anything like that. And going back to the story about my mom being a housekeeper. So she used to work with this woman who had graduated from UCLA. So she was also a Bruin. And my sister and I would take care of her kid. So one day she's like, hey, Leslie, like, what's up? Like, no, you just graduated what's next and I was like you know like I'm actually like looking and give you some context I graduated in 08 so into a recession so it was just like a weird time and so she mentioned that she was the HR manager at a corporate law firm and that she could get me an interview and so you know she could refer me and get me an interview for an admin role I didn't really have a plan so I thought you know what like this could be a really good opportunity I don't really know anything about corporate law but I'm super curious so like let me just like learn and see what it's about so I ended up interviewing and I got the role as an admin assistant I quickly networked my way into the business development department they call it internally business development but really it's legal marketing so it's very different from like what I'm doing now which is like consumer retail marketing but then I was there for eight years and so I had like you know been promoted a few times which is like really great and each time I was like learning more and more about like mergers and acquisition and leverage buyouts finance like a bunch of different um, industries and I think that's when I started thinking about I've always been really fascinated about my business and I didn't really know what to do like with my degree and my experience and so then I started just like researching on Google and talking to people and I found out about the MBA um, and, and business schools but at the time, I was also trying to break into tech, but I didn't have any experiences as like tech was really booming. And I felt like corporate law was a bit slow for like my preference. Um, I wanted something a bit more fast paced. So I went into sales at a cloud tech software company. And that was interesting. Um, I learned a lot about just how tech startups work. Um, and then I also learned a lot about sales and how the team works with marketing um, and how they go hand in hand. But then the company went bankrupt. So they, they laid me off. And I had already decided to go to business school and I was in the middle of like filling out my application and all that stuff and then I thought well do I just go and try to find another role you know another sales role at another tech company or do I try to do something to better position me one to get into business school and then to make that pivot post business school so I took the risk and I launched an e-commerce fashion business with my sister oh wow okay yeah did that and then got into business school the following year and then post business school I ended up at Amazon so I've been there since graduation so we graduated in 2020 and my role has changed since I joined um, quite a bit but now I need global marketing for our flagship brand which is the Amazon Essential. Awesome. Uh, what I love about this story is that you pivoted quite a few times, right? It seems like it's just been crucial and like made quite a big difference. So for all of them, or maybe you think the most critical one, why don't you just talk me through how you did it, why you did it, and what the particulars of that pivot were? 
from like the very beginning, starting at Latham, the corporate law firm that I was at, and then transitioning within the company, every turn that I pivoted, I did it through referrals, like internally, like talking to people, learning about the roles, understanding how to position myself. And then I did that again when I went into sales and just kind of like tying my store together and, and helping the recruiter or the hiring manager understand why it made sense, right? And why I wanted to transition. And then I think from tech into fashion, it was a bigger risk. I didn't really expect my business to take off. It was kind of more of like, let me just try it out, see how it goes, learn a little bit about business and entrepreneurship. It didn't really require me getting buy-in from anyone, right? I think what it did require was me being scrappy and me just looking things up, right? And trying to figure out how do I set up a Shopify store? How do I go and buy product? How do I, you know, position it? How do I market it? How do I shoot it? Where do I get a model? This is like all just like straight up just being scrappy. I think that my story did kind of make sense going into business school because I was able to demonstrate, you know, that I did have an interest in business. And ultimately, there was a similar thread throughout where it was marketing and sales, how those two go hand in hand. And then the last pivot that I made, which was getting into marketing at Amazon and specifically within fashion, I think having launched my fashion business, that kind of made me stand out. I think had it not been for that, you know, I didn't plan for it and plan to go into fashion post-business school. If I hadn't done that, I think I would have had a little bit of a harder time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think there are two things that you said there that are absolutely essential. I just wanted to highlight. Number one, stepping out on faith. Pivoting is not easy. Sometimes folks gloss over it and it seems like it is. It's not easy. There is a certain amount of risk appetite that is necessary to do it, but it sounds like it makes a huge difference. And as you're doing that, being able to tie those threads for folks like me who are looking at it on the other side or the higher managers trying to understand a little bit more about your story is extremely important too, because just because I see that you've done X, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the skill set that I need. Or just because I see that you have not done X doesn't mean that you don't have the skill set that's necessary. But being able to tie the common thread for people and they're like, ah, light bulb, I get it. I think that's something that obviously you have seen great success with throughout your career. A hundred percent. I think business school prepares even more, right? To like learn how to tell your story and your elevator pitch and all that stuff and so it wasn't until I was at interviewing for Amazon that I realized like oh all of this makes sense right like I went from corporate law into sales at tech marketing and sales work hand in hand but I wanted to be somewhere more fast-paced so I think it's more so about helping the person across the table understand why you made a change like it doesn't have to be perfect but there has to be some thoughtfulness put into why like why are you making this change why are you seeking to pivot and there has to be some sort of connection and so each time I was able to say I want to go into sales and tech because I want to be in a more fast-paced industry and marketing and sales go hand in hand and then I did that again when I went from business school to Amazon where it was more about you know I had all this experience prior and I'm really passionate about consumer products and so now you know having gone to business school and having launched my own fashion business this just makes sense because it's the next step for me right like I've already amassed all these different types of experiences and this role has all that combined yeah and so there's different ways that you can do it it's just about helping the person across you know the table understand why it is that you want to make that change for sure and the cool thing about this is a lot of times, or actually almost always, the story is, like I said, told in hindsight. Sometimes it feels like you're just going with the current, just going with the flow of what's happening. But if you take some time to reflect, look back, you've made certain decisions or done certain things because of a certain reason. Being able to, as you're making the linkages for folks, 
make it seem like it was it was planned out or like there was some rhyme or reason behind why you did it makes a more cohesive story i'm serious like at the end of the day if you tell me this beautiful tale of like exactly how your career allegedly went then it sounds all well and good but you're not talking about the days that you're requiring yourself to sleep or like you know eating at your desk for days on end those kind of things are coming out right yeah that hindsight story knowing how to tell that hindsight story is so so important so critical yeah yeah i think um yeah i think that the way that you phrase it is so perfect and that's something that we do in marketing right it's like who's your audience and what's the story that you want to tell that's essentially what you're doing yeah and it doesn't always have to be perfect as like you're going through it and think like once you reach that pivotal moment where you have to kind of figure out how to tell the story that you just have to craft it in a way where it makes sense so yeah 100 percent. a lot of this was not flattened or <laughs> I, I listen i'm with it i'm with it i love those stories i love those stories so you've touched on this a little bit and i have gathered a few of them but i want to know a little bit more about the resources that you used in the process of making these pivots it sounds like network was a big part of it it sounds like school was a big part of it as well but just tell me a little bit more from a resource standpoint things that you did that you think were really helpful in making these career shifts and changes yeah so i would say network is probably number one i think every time that i have made a pivot it's been due to my network so the first one you know my mom was my network she was the one that connected me to her manager after that, I, I worked with an agency, uh, like a recruiting agency to get into tech. And then after that, when I launched my business, it was with my sister. She had been working in the space. And so she was essentially my network. And then business school was an interesting one because I was actually waitlisted. So I reached out to the Michigan Network and Consortium. Oh. Consortium was a big resource for me. And I was able to connect with students at the university who were there and asked them essentially to help me build my case with administration. And it was thanks to that network that I was able to get in. And then the last pivot that I made into Amazon, one of my best friends was working at Amazon. She was part of the Latino ERG and the person who went on to be my manager, he was the one looking to fill the role. And so she, the reason I got that referral. So that's a huge one. Then as far as resources, like professional ones, once I knew that I wanted to go into marketing, their uh, product marketing, I think it's called Product Marketing uh, Alliance. But there's all these different tools like that. You just Google it and there's so many things that come up specific for the function that you're interested in. Um, and so that was something that I leveraged a lot to understand what does product marketing look like? Like, what is the job, right? Like, what is it when you've never done it before? So that's something that I leverage currently in my role. I do exact same thing like Googling, right? If I don't understand what a certain marketing term means or if there's something new that's up and coming, I just Google it and I find different resources. So like MarTech is one of the ones that I came across recently. Um, I use another one called WGSN a lot for marketing forecasting and insights. Those are pretty much like the big ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But I think in general, just like researching, you know, and talking to people and asking around. Yeah, no, absolutely. You said a lot of great things here. One of the things that I really wanted to circle in on is your definition or usage of network. I think a lot of times when people talk about network, it seems like some kind of formal, very stodgy kind of thing where it's like, oh, I have to like be on LinkedIn or, oh, exchanging business cards or it has to be through email. But 
from your experience early on, it showed that your network is basically literally anybody that you know. Right. It just kind of depends on what the time and place is and how it fits in from, you know, your mom and the lady that your mom worked for and then your friend. That resource, I think, is heavily underutilized because of how people think of networks and how they like frame it. Yeah. And I can relate. Like, I'm terrified to like cold outreach to people, and I'll also do it because it's important that a lot of the word pronouns results. And you know, it's still scary to like reach out to someone that you're looking to. But I think that the bigger theme for me has been if people don't know what you want, then like, how can they help? So it's more about localizing, you know, like your experience, even being vulnerable, right? You know, like things like that or saying like, I want to be a marketer, but I don't know what marketing and fashion looks like. Talking about those things so the people around you can help because if they don't know what it is that you want or what you're dealing with, then how do they know how to help, right? And so I think that's been my biggest learning, sharing more and being vulnerable and asking for help. Absolutely. And then obviously we went to school together. We went to business school together. Go blue. Uh, what would you say, would you say from the standpoint of where you are in your career now that business school was a helpful vehicle? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that for me, because I had a non-traditional background, right? Like I had a degree in Spanish. I worked in corporate law in legal marketing, which people don't really know what that is. And I wanted to pivot into tech from like a marketing perspective, think that without business school, I wouldn't have been able to pivot as quickly. Like I probably okay. could have worked my way there somehow and it would have taken a really long time. But I think that the MBA kind of gave me the credibility that I needed and the business acumen to be able to make that transition. And yeah, I think that without it, I have been able to make the transition. As well. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge highlight. That's a huge highlight. I think when people talk about ROI, the time, that you use to do it is is a big thing not just necessarily the cost right or like what the goal is but like how quickly you're able to do it yeah you may be able to get to the same goal eventually if you want to get that validation or get that signaling that comes from school i definitely think that 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 makes a lot of sense for sure what advice would you give yourself let's say from a pre-pivot standpoint and a post-pivot standpoint yeah so pre-pivot i would have pivoted sooner i I think that fear is something that got in the way for me. The eight years that I was in legal marketing, I think like my experience was great. I was learning a lot, but it wasn't something that I was passionate about. You know, like I didn't love corporate law. I wasn't a lawyer. Yeah. And as someone who is very creative, like I really thrive in, in creative spaces. And so I wish that I, you know, I don't regret anything. So I think that my story is my story. But I think that if I had been courageous to pivot sooner, then I probably would have gotten to where I am sooner. So I would say, like, don't be afraid and go after what you want. Don't let fear hold you back. Okay. And then what about from a post standpoint? So post, I would say, don't feel like you have to stay your course, right? Like, I think something that having done that, right, and now being on the other side where, like, I'm in a space that I'm, like, really passionate about, but I also have many other interests. Like, I love interior design. I love wood and beverage. I love beauty. I have so many interests, right? And so just because, like, I work in fashion now doesn't mean that I have to stay in fashion. Like, I can go and record all these other things. And so I think, again, like, same idea. Like, don't be afraid to try things. And I think for me, it's more about, like, is this really what I want? Do I want to stay in fashion? Or should I go and try another thing? So I think if you have your understanding of what it is that you want, then great. Like, to me, what it is that you're doing, I'm going to keep talking to people. But if you don't know, then keep exploring. Keep exploring. 
out because why not? No, absolutely. And in this day and age, a lot of what we're doing in jobs is gathering skill sets for your toolkit, right? And once you feel like you've gathered them and want to move on to something else, people are having five, six different jobs in their careers, right? You only have one career, but you can have multiple jobs. So exactly following that passion. Yeah. And it sounds like that's something that you've done. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Lovely. So for you, like what's next? Like what is exciting you at this moment? Tell us a little bit about like kind of like how you're feeling from the standpoint you've made this pivot, pivoted to somewhere where your interest and passion collide, meet the crossroads of your previous experience. What would you say is next? I think that, so interestingly, it's something that I'm exploring a lot of okay, okay. in recent days. Okay. I'm about two and a half years at Amazon and I've learned so much, you know, like I've managed portfolio brands, I've managed a single brand, I've done go to market, I've, I've done a lot. I think what they say is like at Amazon a year, it's like five years in your life. And so usually do a lot in a really <laughs> short amount of time, which has its pros and its cons, but we won't get into that today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another conversation, conversation, exactly. But I think that what I'm most excited about is it kind of ties into the last question about posts, right? Exploring like what's next. I think that I'm excited to explore. I'm excited to be curious. I'm excited to talk to people just to see what opportunities are out there, both in and out of fashion. I think that I definitely want to stay within, you know, something that I'm very passionate about and kind of finding like my home for the long term. I'm excited to explore for a little bit and kind of, you know, see what's out there and continue to build my skills as a marketer because I've really only been, you know, a marketer and consumer products for about two and a half years. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. And lastly, what are some parting words of wisdom that you would give for folks who want to follow any kind of path similar to what you have done or want to make a pivot into one of the areas that you have mentioned? What is some advice that you I would say you don't have to like have everything figured out, right? Like you don't have to know exactly what it is that you want to do. But I think that having that time to like go inward and like really ask yourself, like, what is it that makes you happy? Because ultimately that's what it's about, right? Like you spend so many hours at work and I think doing something that brings you joy is really important. And so taking that time to think through what it is that makes you happy, even if it means that you're kind of delaying your process, that it's going to take a little bit longer, or maybe going back to school is going to delay you a little bit. And like, you're, you know, you're going to like catch up and things like that. I think that as long as you put thought into your decision making and you kind of play out the different scenarios then you should be okay like you should feel confident by your decision yeah and be fearless and courageous there you go there you go go. well there you have it y'all there you have it there you have it leslie thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us thank you all too this is awesome absolutely absolutely and thank you all for tuning in please remember to like and subscribe for more most importantly pivot powerfully. Be well, everyone.